0: It's going to be a good day.
1: Good morning, baby. Shipping beef this Monday. We do have a little bit left available here. Check us out, familyfarmbeefbox.com. Thanks, have a good day.
0: Hi, everybody. I'm Christine Dolan, and we today we are with Rabbi Peter Hyman. Welcome to the show, Rabbi.
1: Oh, Christine, thanks. Good to be with you. Nice to see you.
0: Well, it, you know, it's always good to see you, Peter, and you, I consider you a dear friend, um, but we have you on the show today for a horrible, horrible topic about everything that's happening in the Middle East between Israel and Hamas. Uh, and the effect that it's having on the, the, the good Palestinians. And mm-hmm. so this is a tough topic. Um, you know, the world's watching since October 7th, and even before, I should say, because, you know, the event that we're focusing on is October 7th, but it certainly is expanding uh, as we talk. And I, I wanted to get your thoughts about it, because it, it, it affects... Not just the people in the Middle East, but everybody and you know when when the Jewish community is attacked uh you know you ended you ended up just like you have had every time that there's been an attack on a synagogue you have had a prayer group and you had one this past week, and you're very involved you know you you' you've been all over the world and and you know you you stick yourself out um. For the community, uh, the, the, where you are the spiritual advisor, and and it, I wanted to get your thoughts about where you think this is going because it's hard. well. I,
1: I'm not even sure. I said the other night at the uh, at the we did a prayer vigil, Then the entire community was invited. Um, we had standing room only. We seat 350 in the sanctuary. Um, we had. Standing room only and um, um I said I said we have to be this is this is about all of us. This is about all of us. Mm-hmm. So um uh sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into a different room. Is that okay?
0: Sure, that's okay. That's
1: okay. A, somebody's bothering me on my phone and I don't want to be there, so um, yeah okay. Anyway, um, and what the, you know, uh, the prayer booklet that I did for this service, I had peace written in three languages, English, Arabic, and Hebrew. Mm-hmm. And I did that on purpose. And I said to the people that were there, I said, we not only have to be aware of what's going on in terms of Israel, but we also have to be aware of what's going on for, for those folk who are, who are going to be victims of this who don't need to be, shouldn't be, mm-hmm. are innocent and honest. And, you know, and I also said that we need to be be aware of, conscious of, and protective for our, our Muslim
0: community in Easton.
1: I think it's right. very important.
0: Because you are the rabbi in Easton, Maryland, on the Eastern Shore. Yes. Peter, what happens when, you know... I'm not Jewish. I was raised Catholic. What what's the mindset uh, when something like this happens? Because to me, you know, people, my, my dad's partners, business partners, were Jewish, and and they were very sensitive to the, the anti-Semitism, and we've seen a rise in it here in the United States and in parts of the world. And I I have to tell you, I was pretty surprised at some of the demonstrations that were held here since uh, you know last week after President Biden went to Israel, I, I was kind of astonished because it, it, there's a disconnect of the history for some of the people that were demonstrating up on Capitol Hill that took over the Canon office building because this is a very complicated issue uh, in terms of history, geography, politics, economics, um, and at the same time, you know we have to acknowledge the fact that you know in some of the Palestinian refugee, camps, you know, the kids are given books that people in the West and including the United States have paid for telling these kids in the, and these are in the books to hate Jews. Okay. So, I mean, we're, I, I I get the sense that maybe we're not having the full discussion because everybody's afraid to have it because everybody's afraid that they're personally going to be attacked.
1: You you may be correct. I know I saw, I saw one of the books and it was a math book and teaching for, for little kids, teaching subtraction and addition, and it said, if you have uh, ten Jews, this was this was the the, the exact wording, <laughs> almost the exact wording, and you kill eight, how many Jews are left? Holy God!
0: Right? I, I'm not making this up.
1: This is mm-hmm. this is what we're dealing with.
0: Um, but we're paying for that, okay? This is U.S. taxpayer dollars that we give to some of these Palestinian groups that then distribute these books that are in the camps. So, I mean, you know, why don't we have those conversations? Because we shouldn't be giving money to facilitate and perpetuate hate. Correct.
1: Yeah, the, 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 it's a fair question. It's an important question. I asked it at the other night at the uh, um, at the vigil. I said when does peace begin you know what do we have to do and how are we going to do it and how are we going to honestly address the issues so that we can create an atmosphere whereby this becomes a reality for the world
0: what do you think has to happen you've lived with this all your life I think
1: one of the things, one of the first things that has to happen is that people have to acknowledge, recognize, and um, embrace the legitimacy. Certainly, you know, anti-Semitism goes back millennia,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm not going to give my lecture on the, the origins of anti-Semitism right now, but uh, you know, and 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 it's it's been a con. Anti-Semitism has been a convenient vehicle for people across the globe, for rightly or wrongly, but that's, the, that's, what, that's what we have here. Um, we have to recognize that Hamas is not a state. It is not a country or a nation. It, it's it's a, a, a hate group, a terrorist organization. It's an ideology. It's an idea, Yes, it's an ideology. Yes, and you, you know, it's a, it's a. I'm, I'm stuttering because it's such a complicated answer. The
0: well, I think, thing- I think I think the simple question is why is war the only answer? Because it's it it, it it's it, it's hateful, and 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 also the the. The heinous acts that were taken, you know, it reminds me of what happened in Rwanda. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there, the world stood by. Okay, Um, but at the same time, when people take these type of commit these type of heinous acts, to me, politics shouldn't be in the picture.
1: You're you're right, but you know that's that's part of the problem. Politics does get in the and and if you're not on my side, then you're against me. Mm-hmm. And until people can learn to recognize, you, know, you can be you can be in competition with somebody, but you don't have to be their enemy.
0: Well, you can, you, can you, you know, it's kind of funny we're talking about this because we've become so polarized in the United States over politics right now. Of course. Friends who disagree can't, you know, can't break bread together. Uh, at the same time, I think you and I are sophisticated enough to, to, to say to people, get over it. <clears throat> you might learn something, you know, from the other side. But as a man of faith, deep faith, how do you How do you see this going forward? Because this is a pivotal time. I mean, it's it's not, you know, I, I find it kind of ironic that people think this is just Hamas and Gaza. No, it's not. I mean, you know, there, there have been since October seventh, there have been arrests in in the West Bank. There have been rockets back and forth across the the Lebanese and and the Northern uh, Israeli border. We know about the demonstrations in Beirut. We know about the demonstrations in Amman, London, New York, Cannon Building. How do we how do we put the brakes on this and, and get people to the point that we, we we need to have a larger conversation?
1: The, the woman in, in Detroit, the president of the synagogue that just got killed, stabbed multiple times. Right. How do you put the... You know, if I, if I had a, I mean, if I had a real answer to that question, I'd be in a different position. Um, you have to teach, you have to teach respect. You have to allow for the, the legitimacy of divergent
0: opinions. Is this a different time, do you think? Because Hamas is different I, I, today. I mean Hamas is Hamas is well well beyond just throwing rocks. We know that. Yeah, we, I know. We know I, that they have that they have some toys that may have been around since World War II in terms of ammunition, but this yeah. this is different.
1: Yeah, I don't, you know, you're asking me a question. Is it I I don't know. It may be a different time in terms of the calendar, but it's still the same stuff. It's still still the same kind of um, bigotry and hatred. And I don't know if I'm making any sense, but that's how
0: I see it. Have you have you as a rabbi ever sat down across the table from somebody who's a Palestinian who hates Jews? Um,
1: not directly, uh, uh, and, but uh, you know, I I'm fortunate, and I'm I'm close with the members of the Muslim community in Easton.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're they I, are they are they as upset. About this, as as many people are. Yes, yes. Tell me about those conversations. Well, I, think it's I, important I, for I to have know a that friend. Because
1: I, I have a friend. Uh, you know, I, as you know, I went to Saudi Arabia a number of years ago,
0: and I so still you're, keep you're very close. good. You're very good friends. I, I know that you you and the late King of Saudi Arabia did a, a venture for for children.
1: Um, actually, it was his son-in-law. Prince Faisal uh, but uh, um, I, I was very fortunate and and I've, I still maintain uh, contact with with a couple folk in Saudi Arabia and I was speaking to one and they they are upset. Mm-hmm. They're upset because you know um, they look at this as a, a way to derail the relationship that was beginning to be built formally between Israel and Saudi Arabia which would have been positive on both sides.
0: You know, I'm... I'm so is this, is, so, so I guess the question is, where are the moderate Arabs? Where are the moderate Muslims? And why do, do they not feel that they have a, a space in this debacle to, to have a larger voice? Because I, I, we don't really, we see political leaders we, we see um, global leaders and, who talk about peace, but why don't we have more moderate Muslims speaking up? Are they afraid?
1: They, they may be. I, I don't know. I, I, I can't answer that. Mm-hmm. That's not a question that I, I c- can really give a, a forceful answer to they may be afraid they may be concerned that um there'll be consequences you know so how do we move
0: forward
1: with persistence with understanding that if you don't move forward it's going to be bad for everybody and You know, I I say these things and it sounds so um, naive. I'm not being naive. I I think these are really things that have to be confronted and addressed. And starting out with, from the perspective that says, I, I, I'm legitimate. You're legitimate.
0: Well, it's the validation. Yes. The validation. and. But if you teach children to hate Jews, and if you teach children in, in refugee camps, if you teach children that this is a cycle of normalcy to hate, it, it's only going to keep running again and again and again. I mean, at some point we have to say the, 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 what we're doing that we think is in the civilized world for the, for the good isn't working then we have to shift and we have to pivot. Do you think that we have the the will to do that? Because, you know, this, this, this could turn into something catastrophic. I mean, I, you know, when, when I listened to President Biden's speech on Thursday, um, I, I was upset. I mean, you know, if war's the only answer, you know, from Ukraine to the Middle East, to Indo-Pacific, then I, I want different people at the top of the game, you know, in, in terms of global leadership, because this is moronic to me. We we should be negotiating. We should be listening. And I'm not saying you know, you give the kitchen sink away, but obviously we're not doing some we're not doing something that is facilitating peace.
1: You may be right. I I you have to be willing to recognize the other side I, I don't know if i'm answering
0: your question but that's how i see it when you talk to other rabbis across the country what what's the conversation like
1: <laughs> i really don't sorry i don't speak to that many rabbis across the country why not um <laughs> not but what i read and what i've been seeing articles from the various rabbinic organizations they're talking about a multiplicity of things um, the historic reality of the historic legitimacy all these kinds of things and that's what's being that's what's being promoted
0: do you, do you think do you think that we have to, that we have to uh, apply some, some type of a spiritual quest to understand and to move forward? Or do you think it should just be played in the, in the political arena?
1: I think that the broader you make it, the more understandable it becomes. I think if it's just political, then you, then you're going to miss a whole lot. You're going to miss history and all that sort of thing.
0: So I, I think, I think there should be a broadening. So, is it? Do you think it's possible to have religious leaders step in here instead of political leaders? Is, prayer, is I guess what the question I'm asking is: Prayer more powerful than ammunition?
1: No pun intended. That's a loaded question.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. But I. But I. But at the same time, it's it's a very loaded situation
1: look at prayer is fine but prayer with from a jewish perspective prayer
0: without action is in, insufficient so what what what's what how do we, what's the path to peace is there one at this point in time or is it just too soon to ask that question
1: I, it may be too soon. I I don't know. I'm not. You know. I'm just a simple country rabbi in this case. Um,
0: well, that's an understatement. I mean, you know, I'm close enough to you to say that. That's an understatement. You're a well, leader in the community, um, and, and you certainly, you certainly are somebody that we listen to. Thank you, you know. But, you know. I. <sighs> you seem befuddled. You seem befuddled because because it's so complicated. Or is it just? Well, I,
1: I'm 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 not just befuddled. I'm frustrated. Listen, I said that at the vigil we had standing room only, four hundred people. Right, that's that communicated a profound statement, not just to me or, or to the congregation, but to the it's what it said of the community. Right. four hundred
0: people came, and there could have been more. Um, um, well, you had you had that when when the, uh, the the synagogue attack in Pittsburgh a couple right, of years ago. Right. Yes, but but and my point in this is the,
1: the, this the gathering Thursday last Thursday night was a show of desire from the community to have things different, not just a support for Temple B'nai Israel or for or you know for the Jewish community or whatever. It was a broader statement than that. Yes, and that statement has to be recognized and acknowledged and responded to. How to do that?
0: I can only do what I can do. Maybe it has to start at the local level like you have here. You know maybe maybe that's
1: um, how it, it happens. I think it does. For me it does anyway.
0: Well, Rabbi Hyman, thank you so much for joining us today. I wanted to get your thoughts. I mean, I know oh. that's frustrating, and I want you to come back. I want you to come back and talk to us because I, I think it's important. Because I always think that we have to go down to the local level. It's not we don't we shouldn't leave it at, at the you know at the global level all the time. People need to, to to really take care of their own communities and and foster foster understanding and foster conversation. I totally agree, and
1: thank you for having me, Christine. Um, good to see you, and um, maybe next time we'll have a, a more uplifting conversation.
0: <laughs> well, we we should, and we should have you on with you know with our our dear friend you know Father Bill uh, Ort and, and some of the other leaders, maybe, and we can have a conversation about you know how do we bring how do we bring an interfaith, and and I know you have an interfaith group. Out in your community, but I think at the same time, we need to have we need to have a conversation about this global issue on the local level.
1: Yeah, and i'll just I'll just make one more comment that uh, uh, my dear friend and colleague father Jim Jim Nash was uh, he spoke at the vigil the other night. that's right. He, he was uh, he was in Israel only a few months ago. so his his insights were important and cogent. Uh, we also have members of the congregation who live in Haifa most of the time, but spend three or four months a year in Easton, um, and and they spoke, and it was, it was really very poignant to hear uh, uh, one of them talk about their personal experiences and what they've experienced.
0: Well, maybe we'll have that conversation. Rabbi, thank you so much today. We've, we're running out of time, but oh. I just want to say thank you.
1: Thank you. See you later, Christine.
0: Bye.